I'm Marisol. And I'm Adam. And you are listening to the, the Reading, Reading Aloud, Aloud podcast. podcast. A podcast where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication is explored in real time by a real couple. That's us. In season two, we bring you along on our tour to keep the conversation going. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> All right, we got some. I got some some serious topics to discuss yeah, today. I'm ready specifically about the Bachelor. Ooh. However, I'm going to push pause on that because I want to ask you a question. Why would you push pause? Yeah, on the Bachelor because I think it's going to lead to a very deep conversation, Ooh, yes. despite what people think. I think it's going to be beautiful deep. reading aloud conversation, deep, meaningful conversations that spawn from reality TV. It's going to be good. Um, but I have a question for you. What is one thing that people think about you that is very untrue? <laughs> Did I make sense in the question I asked? What is one thing that people assume about you that is not true? Yeah. 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 So there are two things that come to mind right away. Uh, and I love, I think this is a great question. Number one is people think that I am an extrovert, that I'm just, you know, I'm always out there. People that know me think I'm an extrovert and I am really very much an introvert. And, and I didn't, I don't think I realized that until I understood that extroverts get their energy from being around people and introverts get their energy from being by themselves. If you spend time alone and you come out of that feeling energized, you're probably an introvert. If you go out and you're around a bunch of people and you feel energized from being around a bunch of people, you're probably an extrovert. And I 100% get my energy from being by myself. Like I really, I really enjoy being by myself. I don't, I don't mind being around people, but I get my energy from being by myself. So that's one. People think I'm an extrovert. I'm totally. Can not I ask an extrovert. one follow up question? Yeah, of course. What is since I'm an extrovert? How does how do you get to be by yourself? And we're also in a pandemic. Like, do you feel like you get that solo time? Yeah, I feel like I as I've gotten older, I've um I mean, pandemic has made it actually a little easier in fact, even though that we're in the same house like that's different. I mean, just with you like, you know, I feel like I have space to just, you know, be quiet. But as I've gotten older, I, I've I've figured out how to tap into generating kind of energy from being an introvert in smaller spaces of time. You know, I don't need some sort of like day-long silent retreat. One example is that I get a lot of energy from listening to music and cooking dinner. Like that's one of my favorite special times that happens almost every day or, you know, majority of the evenings throughout the week. I get about an hour roughly to listen to music dance with myself and cook dinner and i love that space it really energizes me for the evening and for the next day nice the second thing is a little bit more quirky and fun so i have well wait i should pause on my second thing what's yours no go for it okay i have worked in the environmental world for a, a while and it's funny when people know that about me or are just like they know that i'm an environmental advocate and i've done that work for a long time they feel like they have to apologize or they tell me about their individual things, you know, like, oh, sorry, I drove here, you know, <laughs> oh, or really? something. Yeah, 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 little things like that. It's so funny to me and I could have a whole podcast on this conversation, but like just a word out there to folks 
if you know somebody works in the environmental world, like they work for the Sierra Club or for Greenpeace or, or one of those organizations, chances are they're not really concerned over overly concerned with your daily habits like they they want all of us to you know we all want to like treat the earth better and be conscientious but just a word like the problems are bigger than that people assume that i'm going to like go around holding people accountable for their little you know their them not composting personally i you know i want you to but i don't care right and and the truth is is what you're saying which is a really important message that the the systems that are having the biggest impact on our environment are the ones that are sending the message that it's your job or my job uh to fix it and so the burden it is our burden to bear, but the truth is, is that I think it's something like ninety nine percent of the pollution comes from the industry and one percent from humans, or something like that. I mean, yeah, it's 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 more than seventy percent of global carbon emissions are generated by one hundred companies. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I get yeah. my I get my and, stats, and yet, and yet you yeah. you see, it's like, what's my individual carbon footprint? And that's a strategy that they use to put, as you're saying, the onus on us. The onus on us, right? And then we walk around with guilt. And then we think I'm doing all the things and it's not helping. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. We, again, we could do a whole podcast on that. We well, there's even really, talked about that we have. Before. Yeah. Well, l- let me just say I w- kind of changing subjects. You know, it was interesting because I was we were talking with um, one of our doulas the other day and I shared a thought that I had had. It, you know, so we have this interesting phenomenon where a lot of our friends are having their third kid. And one could say a lot of time on your hands this year put you in the position to maybe get pregnant without thinking about it. I think some people well, I know pe- I know some of our friends had made the conscious decision to get pregnant. And part of that, you know, I mean, I think you and I have really um, felt the value of family this yeah. year. Yeah. It's, Ooh, yeah. The, we're, you know, your parents, my parents, those are the only people that we've spent quality time with this year. Right. And we had to prioritize who we were going to spend time with and that's who we picked. And then you and I, and so there's definitely a feeling of family. And of course we made the choice to get pregnant by starting the IVF process post pandemic. I think initially a lot of people said, you know, oh my gosh, there's no way I would bring a kid into this world at a time like this. Everything's so tumultuous. There's so many unknowns, that fear really driving. But then the longer we spent time with our families, the more we were like, wow, I don't know that there's ever been a year where we've had such quality time. And you know, mm-hmm. you and I got that quality time and honestly, we got it with Trouser and it, yep. it was very different. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had this theory, though, that at a deep biological level, in a very subconscious way, people are trying to reproduce for the amount of people that we've lost. You know, mm, that's we, interesting. We, it's well, deep. we. It, well, we've talked a lot about, you know, overpopulation and then the world coming up and rearing its ugly head and saying, you know, we're going to do this like kind of global this is going to sound, yeah, you're like looking at me and you're like, no. You're going there. Well. Yeah, I mean, I oh, mean totally. It's a real, it's a real thing, you know. Like, this isn't yeah, feelings. I mean, yeah, I mean, you can look at that. Yeah, it's not feelings. It's like, it's mama earth clap, clapping back. Yeah, right. There's been a lot of destruction. And then point being, you know, it's interesting when the when the world hits like saturation i mean we're at saturation times a million we're beyond capacity at the world right, right. with with the with pollution etc and so then in comes this thing that then it's like 
a lot of people are dying and you know, it's devastating. And then I think there's this biological response to humans to be like, we got to make up for, for the amount of people that are dying. And then this third kid thing is coming in, in a way that when we were growing up, we didn't see that happening. Yeah. I also feel like it's funny when you started saying that, I also thought you were going to say that because the world was so, is, feels so screwed up right now and unsafe and whatnot, there's this like response of, we need to populate the world with like the next the like change makers like we need to Again, put, put those Again. kids into the world yeah i think that's it that's another yeah le- that's another same, facet side of the same coin mm-hmm. that's another facet of that same thing it's like we need to correct the what's gone wrong and people are like let's but everybody's doing it so it's it, it's not it's you know it's there's no discretion it's just everybody so what's yours what what do people assume about you that isn't true People think I love Halloween more than I like it. I mean, and I and I say people think I love it more than I like it. I don't even really like it because, um, you know, of course, I'm not trick-or-treating anymore and we don't have kids. So there's this like period of time where it's like if you celebrate, you're just going to party. I will never forget spending $90 on an Uber to go two miles you know, this was before we had combined our income, I think. We weren't married. We were married. I don't remember. I, it, I think it was before we were married because I remember it coming off of my one of my cards and being like, I'm never going to tell him how much I spent on this Uber. We got stuck in traffic, which is an, a hysterical idea for Asheville, a hysterical notion for Asheville. And we, we waited a really long time to catch the Uber. And then it was like times five and you have to agree to it. And we had no other way to get home. And we spent I spent $90 on a two mile Uber. And I, you know, so then... So this is why you don't like Halloween. So, you know... Why why do you think... Why do people think that you like Halloween? Yeah, well, I'll just say, you know, so part of it is the the party aspect, right? Like, I don't necessarily think there's a lot to celebrate unless you're going out drinking. And you know how I feel about too many... Too big of a party. Like, I love a house party. I don't love a club party unless all of the... Unless there's no unknowns. And that's just not possible when you go out into the world. However, it's about the getting dressed up part. And of course, everybody thinks that it's like my, the, the fashionista, the style mavens, d- like day to shine. Okay, no, I like getting dressed every day. I don't like having the pressure of having to come up with a costume. And I find them, you know, you either do the pun costume or you spend months working on making a costume, which I don't really make clothes. You know, I'm, I put outfits together. Um, or you spend a lot of money to buy something that feels very much like an unsustainable practice of buying something that then you don't wear again. So we have costume boxes and I love pulling things from the costume boxes to create a mess. I like to be messy and put it all together and then claim it to be something. But I don't like buying new stuff and I don't like having the pressure of having to create something. And I'm not really into the puns because I don't think it's that... I mean, I like it when I see it on other people, but I don't think it's that clever. I've never really seen a a Halloween costume that blew my mind unless the person was just like a genius. (laughs) I will say I was bummed to not be doing anything Halloween this year while being pregnant because Uh there's a couple cute ideas for that like a pumpkin or santa i love santa for halloween i think it's brilliant 
<laughs> those people are geniuses. Those right? people are geniuses. Yeah. You like that pun. I did. It was yeah. not a pun. Not a pun, but right. it's, yeah, that joke. I okay. liked it when we were, yeah. I loved it actually when we were hipsters. That was the year that we paid, I paid $90. I loved it when we were hipsters and we, you couldn't tell what we were. We were, oh, and we, we were, were Christmas hipsters. So you like when you just want to start Christmas early, basically is what, what this is coming I'm not down that to. big of a fan of Christmas either. I like. <laughs> so what holidays do you like? Easter's my favorite holiday, period, uh, okay. end of story. And, uh, and I love everybody's birthday. Okay, you like birthdays and you like holiday or celeb- uh, Easter. Celebrating individual people, just like lifting them up. Jesus and everyone else's <laughs> birthday. Yes. Exactly. Individual people. <laughs> Screw the collective celebration. You want individuals. You want to raise an individual up. That makes sense. I see that. That's how you look at holidays. So Halloween is about everybody. Christmas is about everybody. New Year's is about everybody. Valentine's Day is for Oh, love. I love Valentine's No, 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 no. I you love, love Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Yeah. Single, partnered, otherwise. Got it. So people think that you like Halloween. Some of the story there is people think that you like Halloween because of the outfits and the dress-up side, because you do fashion stuff and you're a stylist, and yet you don't. It's just not not your not your cup of tea or you know brew of brew of boil Cafe? and toil. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Trying to make a Halloween pun, but you don't like puns either. So. <laughs> okay. Wow! Wow! All wow. right. Can we talk about the Bachelor brief? Yeah, let's please? do it. I am pissed off. At what? At Matt James's season of The Bachelor. I am pit. I'm. I am. He's not that bad though. Uh, he's he's boring. He's boring. I am. He, he doesn't. Uh, it's clear that he has never been on the show before, and I've never thought about that aspect until now. Just, just noting. Yeah, no, Keep going. Why are yeah, you? Yeah, but off? none of the none of the like quote unquote con- contestant like none of the people that he right, but always the, the Bachelor or the Bachelorette had been on the show before, and. I never thought that that was a thing until now seeing Matt James. And it's clear that he doesn't have as much familiarity with the process. So it's just coming out. I think that's why he seems maybe a little boring. But, but I, I don't but mind also him. Pete I thought I would not like him, but he – oh, he, well, he's less boring than Pete or Ari. Right. Well, y'all, I liked Ari. You did not like Ari during Ari's season. You like Ari because you've become a fan of him and Lawrence on social media. No, I actually liked Ari and wished he had picked Emily from back back then. Like, I, I was rooting for Ari. I thought he was cute. And I was rooting for Ari when he was, I think he was third to last on Emily's season, Emily Maynard. Uh-huh, yeah. I was so re- what are you pissed and I, off So about? when then they put him as Bachelor, I was really excited. But yeah, I thought he kind of froze under pressure. Um, no, I, I'm almost like wondering if they've just, if the whole, if all of the producers have quit and they have picked all new people and it's 1998 all over again. I don't know when The Bachelor actually started, but it's been around a while. It's 1998 all over again. And people, and they're like, oh, let's go for low class high drama junk tv yeah where everything is about the drama and i know people are probably sitting there going what are you watching it for and we've said it before i love Mm -hmm. the real deal well i I, here's here's how i would interpret what you're saying so i think that we've felt over the past couple seasons 
you know, really starting with Ari and then kind of making its way through both guys and girls, that there had been a trend in the Bachelor seasons to where there was, there's always drama, but it was more centered around, there were a solid group of guys. Like, I think that Becca had a, had a solid group of guys. I think that... Um, Tasha Tasha had, you know, incredible Those group of guys. And there was some drama in there, but like, a, most of it was clearly just manufactured by the the producers which is fine rid of the they got rid of it when it needed to be gotten right and then and then there was this sense that like even social media and these people talking before while that presented some problems it actually was holding people who were transparency transparency people were actually being held accountable for who they were off the show and so we felt like this trend and this year as you're saying it's you're saying it's felt like just kind of a flop all that trend on its head and kind of go backwards to where it's just pure drama, pure people talking behind people's back. I mean, it's almost it's unbelievable. And, and I will say the drama in the show is when we way tune out. Yeah. Like the girls are fighting and blah, blah, blah. We just will like look at our phones or start a different conversation or I'll get up and, you know, get something to drink. And like, I don't, we don't actually care about the we drama. Really don't. We want to see the one-on-one dates. We want to see the relationships develop. And that's why we watch the show. Right. And we've, and I've always kind of understood that like the first, you know, four weeks, I'm just not going to enjoy the show as much. I right. can't be as yep. connected, but but you know we watch so that we at the very least you know build relationship with these people. But here's my biggest thing about it. Here's here's what's really upsetting me is that a couple of seasons ago on the Women Tell All they they brought Rachel on. Rachel was a former Bachelorette. They brought her on and they were like they were like Rachel, give it to us, give it to us real. And she came on and did essentially like a PSA around bullying and was like, listen up. Like the days of like it was when bullying was really being dealt with in because social media had just gotten so out of hand. Right, right. And she came on the show and was like, there's no room for that. We we are better than this. We need to be better than this. And we need to set an example because a lot of people watch this show. And I don't know what happened that that is okay. that it is okay to be so cruel all over again Mm -hmm. and it feels very like juvenile and it feels of course it's very true for these people like this is how some people live they just are bitches and it's really but like that the show would spend so much time and I have a bunch of girlfriends and we talk on Marco Polo about it and one of them was like listen we could be following the lives of there's doctors on the show, there's attorneys on the show, there's fashion designers, like big time fashion designers on the show. You know, we could be following the lives of these incredible entrepreneurs and these incredible women and learning like, just like being inspired by that. But instead we are, I mean, it's like last week I was like- And you're blaming the producers, which I think is accurate. You know, they, as you're saying, they they could focus, There there is in fact several incredible contestants, women, on this season and they do not give them the screen time because they give I mean, the Maggie's screen. a doctor. I want to know about her yeah, life. She's right. not born we in the United States. We want to learn States. about them and their relationships with Matt, not like other girls just hating on each other and spreading rumors. It's not it's it's contributing to the toxicity 
out into the world. And just as we try to hold ourselves and, you know, and now more and more the public conversation, as you're pointing out, around social media and holding these social media companies accountable for what toxicity they're putting out, even if on The Bachelor they're putting it out in a quote-unquote, you know, light that's showing the bad side of it, like, oh, you don't want to be like this, you're still putting it out there and you're forcing literally millions of people who are watching the show to kind of consume that and think that that's how the world is right now. And there is just so much else they could focus on. And, um, you know, I understand what people believe makes good TV. I understand. I'm sure that, you know, I mean, they could I, give us all these ratings things. Sure, and sure. Exactly. People, yeah. We get more social media engagement when we, you know. Right. And I understand that's how business works. Right. So whatever. But like, I think I think it's particularly like my tolerance level. And maybe it means that eventually we just stop watching the show. But like, I think my tolerance level for this, that like. I don't know because it, it's hard for me to say like we'll stop watching the show because literally, you know, at the end of 2020, we were watching Ivan, stand-up guy. We were watching Zach doing amazing things. We were watching, um, you know, I didn't love Ben on Tasha's season, but, you know, I think a lot of people were inspired by his eating disorder journey in the sense that he was willing to talk about it and open up. You know, I, there were a lot of people that were doing amazing things and like, and, and talking about Black Lives Matter, which has been mentioned once on this season as well. But then we've just taken this U-turn. Yeah. I mean, and I just call me an idealist and people are, that's what people are saying to, uh, on the other side of this podcast right now is like, you're an idealist, you're crazy, whatever, the world's not going to change. But tell me that we didn't learn something in the course of 2020 and, and that ever, I mean, the fact that they're talking about Black Lives Matter, the fact that they're talking about the pandemic, the fact that we're talking, I mean, the show has reflected some of the changes that we've been seeing evolutionarily over the last few years, but like, especially this year, it was, there were different conversations and what is going on? Yeah. And I think too, like, okay, so here's what the example that came up for me. What was one of the biggest shows of 2020? that people just went crazy about Shit's Creek right and what did Shit's Creek how did they handle the queer relationships and scenes there they acted they put love in just a normal positive light like that is how they constructed the show not that it was some big drama or a big deal that you know there was there was just a natural flow of it it was, it was honest, benign neglect. It was benign neglect. Exactly. Thank you. That's what I'm kind of talking about. And that was – people loved that about the show, that, like, this is just normal. And It wasn't a show about queer people. It was a show about love. Yeah, exactly. And, and I feel like there is – there's accountability that for one of the most popular TV series in our generation, in The Bachelor, you know, and Bachelorette, like, franchise – that there's accountability on their part of what they are normalizing in our culture. And yeah, maybe they'd say we're just reflecting back what we, you know, see, but like it they have accountability because they set a standard for what is normal. And there are definitely young guys and young girls out there watching these people who they're looking up to on TV as beautiful, as, you know, living a life that they want to live and as influencers, and then seeing them just be completely 
drama and crazy talking about each other bullying each other fighting with each other and that's what they're seeing and i'm not saying you have to take all that away but you as a bachelor franchise have to be accountable for what you are normalizing into society and there's and we as we as consumers need to actually hold them, hold them to accountable that yeah too. and there's also you know i mean there's still a lot more that uh, you know as i'm thinking about you know what you're talking about it's like money property and prestige right like all these people are relatively wealthy although when you see them after the fact not all of them are wealthy but you know they have a certain social status you know they certainly have a particular look like height weight kind of thing and it's unfortunate that the only person who's a little bit more average size is in fact the villain of the season which is unfortunate and average being like average to small but you know there's a lot we're still not talking about and you know I think we're I think I'm you know, I'm always having to contend internally with my participation in this franchise and how aligned to my values it is. But I was really appreciative of some of the progress that they've made. And it's just unfortunate. Yep. Yeah. Feels it's like feel a, like it, a big step back. It this feels season. like a huge, it feels like watching six years ago. Yeah. Yep. Well, I got two questions right. that I'm going to throw out to the audience. And and first off, I want to say thank you all for all your support. We've been having rec record-setting numbers of downloads on Reading Aloud every month. We've just – this community continues to grow, and we continue to get more and more – uh, messages and downloads from y'all and just thank you so much for listening if you do enjoy the podcast reminder just to share it with your friends and so two questions for everybody number one what are things that people assume about you but are not true uh, and please send us those and we'll mention them on the podcast number two is do you watch the bachelor bachelorette because we talk about it on this podcast often if you don't why don't you watch it and if you do, what do you think about this season? So great. And you can send all of that to reading aloud love at gmail.com. That's reading aloud love at gmail.com. Thanks for the convo, babe. Love you. Love you. Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.